Well, hello, this is Mike Piccarillo, Executive Director of the Capital Area School Development Association, and you're listening to the podcast series, It's Intentional. It's Intentional is designed to elicit reactions and stimulate thinking about important topics in the field of education. Today's topic is student empowerment. Why is it such a quandary for schools? As an extension of last week's podcast focused on the question of student engagement or empowerment, This podcast questions why, philosophically, educators are on board with student empowerment, but have a difficult time enacting it. Let's jump right into the heart of today's discussion with a quote from the authors of a paper titled, Freedom and Obedience in Western Education, which was published in the Journal of Pedagogy. The authors say, there's no critical spirit in those who are obedient. Moreover, the school positively reinforces obedience while promoting the student's intellectual independence. Here lies the great contradiction of Western education. It is a paradox which leaves unresolved the dichotomy between what education aspires to be and what it, in, what it is in fact, a reproductive scenario rather than a space of growth, personal growth and formation. So as I thought about the conflict between promoting student intellectual independence and reinforcing obedience, it brought to my mind an experience I had as a principal. As a principal, I had the responsibility of reviewing graduation speeches. In one particular year, the high school valedictorian wrote a speech about her sexuality, the difficulty of coming out to her peers, and some of the social conflicts resulting from being open about the sexuality. I was proud of the student for expressing her feelings and exposing some of the underlying issues in the school. However, I was also caught in a pattern of thinking that included seeing the ceremony as a collective celebration and not a time for individuals to take the spotlight. So I coached her to revise the speech and adjust the language and tone. Should I have done that? When I think back now, I wonder if my thinking was influenced by my own fear, fear about backlash and criticism for allowing a student to fully express herself. Here I was convincing myself that I was supporting intellectual independence when I may have just been reinforcing obedience by having her tailor her speech so that it fits some unwritten standard about what graduation ceremonies were supposed to be about. That experience occurred over 10 years ago, and since much has changed regarding student empowerment. For example, NYSED's culturally responsive sustaining education framework speaks to student empowerment in its vision document. Under guideline one, students who experience academic success, it says, students are prepared for rigor and independent learning. Students understand themselves as contributing members of an academically rigorous, intellectually challenging classroom, school and classroom community. Students demonstrate an ability to use critical reasoning, take academic risks, and leverage a growth mindset to learn from mistakes. Students are self-motivated, setting and revising academic personal goals to drive their own learning and growth. Throughout this vision document, educators have provided a path toward culturally responsive work, and I would add student empowerment. Will we take this path? I wish I had taken that path 10 years or so ago when I was reading over and editing, in a sense, a student's graduation speech. Earlier, I mentioned the article Freedom and Obedience in Western Education, which poses an interesting perspective about the conflict between the purpose of education and essentially the structures of conformity represented by schools. The authors begin, 
In this paper, we propose the idea that instead of promoting personal autonomy, formal education in the West oppresses and educates students into obedience. Then they go on to elaborate. What we propose here is partly the universal assumption that education is about training people whose critical capacity allows them to think and act with autonomy. Since doing so is, in short, a fundamental characteristic of a citizen's democratic, free, and equal society. However, nowadays, the rigid and authoritarian structure of educational centers and the nature of the relationships established between students and teachers prevent teachers from developing a critical spirit in their students. Education is increasingly defined and understood as a place of training rather than a temple of dialogue, critical thinking, and critical pedagogy. Have schools become more like places of obedience and less like places fostering free expression? It seems hard to believe as I reflect over my 30-year career and realize that perhaps schools are more than ever in the mode of teaching obedience. It's also hard to believe that in a time when technology is touted as the great liberator of communication and self-expression that we're actually doing the opposite. Back to the article, the authors make it clear they're not espousing a system void of any social constructs, and neither am I. They say we're not questioning the need to educate with discipline or through discipline, understood as a set of rules or norms, which when complied with consistently lead to the desired and necessary result, essential to valuable and quality learning. But they are asserting, and they say, the idea that public schools must be a social and emancipatory alternative a school that fights against power structures that discriminates by race or class and maintains historical inequalities. And finally, they conclude the values of democratic education must be cultivated and protected in order to maintain societies where respect for human rights prevails over their various potential ideologies. Educating children does not mean seeing them as passive objects to be manipulated educationally, but as subjects with basic freedoms that must be cultivated so they can become fully autonomous. This topic is a, a very deep and layered topic and hard to do justice in a short podcast. And so this is why we've talked about student engagement over the first two podcasts and we'll likely continue this conversation uh, for uh, additional podcasts. The question I want to leave you with, though, is which has been, and it's been asked countless times before, what's the purpose of schools? Notice I didn't say education because they're not one and the same. What's the purpose of the structure of schools? And if it's to teach obedience or compliance and not empowerment, then it seems to me that we've missed the mark. What do you think? Until next time, be thinking about how you can genuinely empower your students.